Bill Guerin got himself a new title yesterday. What does it mean for the future of the Wilds? We'll discuss today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. If you are a first-time listener to Locked on Wild, we are so glad to have you on board. Make sure you take the time to subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the week. If you're one of our everydayers who tunes in each and every day to this show, we are so glad to have you back as well. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we discuss the news that Bill Guerin was given another title in addition to GM. We'll talk about what it means in the short term, the long term, the every term. And we'll talk a little bit about what exactly the plan is for the Wild going forward. Uh, So Bill Guerin yesterday, in a little bit of a strategic restructuring for the Minnesota Wild, was given the title of President of Hockey Operations. Now, this is in addition to his title of GM, and apparently this has been something in the works behind the scenes for a little while. And so what does it mean for the Wild? What does it mean for Bill Guerin? Well, short answer, not a lot in the near term, but it is interesting to consider as things roll forward. We know Bill Guerin signed an extension that started July 1st with the team. And I found it very interesting in his last appearance with Dan Barrera on KFAN that Garen was pretty candid about the fact that he views this as kind of a a final stop, that he is not somebody that is going to use this to springboard into another destination, a little higher role. And let's be honest. The if anybody's going to break the Minnesota curse, it's going to be Bill Guerin. And I think people view that as a challenge of we have a state in which the last time any of the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball or the NHL won their championship was 1991. And so I think Garen views that as like the ultimate prize is, hey, I can be the first one to. I can be the first one to knock those dominoes down and uh, think about what sort of a legacy move that would be. But let's consider as well how these situations typically work is. You have a GM in place. They're given X amount of time to try to bring a championship to their particular franchise. If it doesn't end up happening, they end up getting either 
moved, shown the door, or reassigned to a different position within the organization. And so here's how I see this playing out. Let's assume that Bill Guerin continues on the path that he set this team on as GM. Things are either going to go well or not so well. And I think it's a situation where if we get a few years down the road and things just are not going the way that everyone had envisioned, I think there is a plan in place now to bring in someone to handle the GM duties and to shift Garen into more of that president of hockey operations role. He's doing both right now because he's the architect of the plan. And so it makes sense to keep him in both roles to prevent in the unlikely scenario in which somebody would try to purge him from this franchise to another by saying, hey, you can come be president of hockey ops here. There are teams that, that do this all the time. Look at what happened with Kyle Dubas when he left Toronto. He went to Pittsburgh and he got exactly that, president of hockey operations. So by giving Bill Guerin that title now, that prevents other teams from swooping in and offering him a promotion. And we saw this as well with Matt Mahika, who now has been uh, transitioned to CEO of the entity that owns the Iowa Wild. Keeping people in place and preventing other teams from swooping in to try to give them better opportunities is one part of this, but there also is, there are two forks to this road. Things are going to continue to go well. Bill Guerin continues to be GM, continues to do both of those, gets to the end of the line and decides, you know what? I don't necessarily want to do the everyday role of GM. Let's promote someone to that spot and we'll take um, and continue on the, uh, the hockey ops, which is more of the, you know, more of the overseer type role uh, as opposed to roll your sleeves up and, and get your hands dirty kind of a thing. So it is, it is interesting to see all of this being put in place And I think that further enhances the notion that everything is pointing to two years from now. Every single decision that is made by this franchise is gearing up for two seasons from now when $14.7 million drops to 1.6 and you have that amount of money to throw at whatever you need. And everything in terms of, is it going well? Is it not? That's when the countdown starts. That's when the stopwatch starts. And if decisions go poorly, trades go badly, coaching decisions are not panning out, that's when the tough decisions are going to start happening. And so it's Craig Leopold committing to the long-term approach with this franchise uh, as opposed to 
seeing what's going to happen over the next couple of years, getting frustrated and saying, no, we need a new, we need a new vision for how this franchise moves forward. It's Craig Leopold saying, all right, Bill, I see what you're trying to do. Let's let this play out. So short term, there's not a whole lot of difference that we're going to see, but it is interesting to think about what could happen down the road uh, with that president of hockey ops position uh, being added in as well. More of a legacy position right now, but depending on how things play out, could see that come into play at some point down the line. Now, I saw on Twitter someone ask, well, we haven't really seen anything be done. So how do we know what the plan is? And I have some thoughts on that because what we've seen is the plan. And so we'll talk about and where things are at right now and how this team continues to push forward as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel, and you can get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks, and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. Funny story about this. I had a friend at Miller Park the other night who was taking in the Brewers-Reds game. Ask me what I thought about the over-under, the uh, the number of runs, where he, I thought he should put his money. I said, take Ellie De La Cruz to hit a home run because he's absolutely on fire. And what did he do that night? He hit one out of the stadium. It's that easy, though, to cash in on FanDuel. And best of all, when you have a bet like that that hits, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, we will continue to gear you up for boot camp. Locked on Wild boot camp, that is. As we take the entire months of August and September to get you geared up for the start of the 2023-2024 season. We'll have player expectations, guest interviews, Everything you need to get ready for the start of the season coming to you in a 60-day span. So keep an eye out for that as we continue to roll through the offseason. So what is the Bill Guerin plan? Well, it started with the decision to buy out Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter. And as Michael Russo noted in his latest article for The Athletic, this is where that Stupid cap recapture just reared its ugly head. And the Wild chose, in Bill Guerin's case, the easily plottable option of the two. Because it turns out that had Zach Parisi not signed with the Islanders this past season, uh, the Wilds would have been on the hook 
for $9 million in cap recapture penalties. If he doesn't sign with the Islanders this season, it's 19, one, nine, $19 million that immediately comes off of the books for the Minnesota wild. Yeah. Good luck trying to figure out how that's going to play out. And so for Garen, every decision that he has made over these past couple of seasons since the buyouts has been on the front end to use the additional cap space that was opened up for a little mini run, mini contender run. The Wilds, the season in which they set the franchise record in goals, Kirill Kaprizov uh, two years ago with all the points you can handle, set pretty much every record that exists in Minnesota Wild franchise history. That was part of the mini contention window. Last year was as well. Using the freed up cap space to try to make a little bit of a run. Then the lean years before the full pocketbooks become available two seasons from now. This is how this has always been laid out ever since those buyouts were put in place. So over these next two seasons, we're seeing Bill Guerin do a couple of things. Number one, unless it's a player that the Wild view as somebody that they can build around and they want to lock in to the future of this team, every single free agent decision and contract decision lines up with the end of the heaviest burden of the Parisian suitor contracts to allow for maximum flexibility and the opportunity to make some real impact moves for this franchise while also taking a look at what this team has in their farm system, which has vaulted up to the top of the list in terms of the number of prospects that could make an impact that are in it. And some of you may say, yeah, that's great. What good does that do this team now? Well, that's another way that Bill Guerin is keeping his options open because free agency is one way to add impact players to this mix. But by having a ton of prospects that could help you out at some point in the near future, seeing some of those guys and saying, yes, these are definite guys that we want on our team. Some of them may not pan out. And it is at that point that Garen will, as he has done previously, Make trades. We have seen no hesitancy from Bill Guerin in pulling the trigger on trades. Capo Kakinen, Cam Talbot. Yes, Kevin Fiala was uh, another one. And I know that's still a touchy subject. Kevin Fiala, another trade. Bill Guerin, not afraid to pull the trigger on that. He has not been afraid to make moves that he feels benefits this team, both in the short term and potentially longer. So you look at what this team has in terms of assets on the books two seasons from now when the Parisian suitor cap hits go down to a combined $1.6 million. 
you're talking about four forwards and two defensemen. That is it. That is all. And we're not even, let's assume that everybody at that point is still here. Because that's another thing is that there's potential that there are moves in the wings that we just don't even fathom as happening. But players like uh, Jake Middleton will be a, a free agent once the Parisi suitor cap hits drop all the way down. John Merrill will be off the books. Brock Faber will be eligible for a new deal, but he is one that I think we envision sticking around beyond this season. Marcus Johansson, Ryan Hartman, Marcus Foligno, Matt Zuccarello. All of these players will be coming off the books. Marc-Andre Fleury, another one, depending on what happens with Philip Gustafson. So you may have four forwards, two defensemen, and a goalie. And beyond that, you're going to have a cap that has risen and essentially the full allocation of your salary cap to play with. And so what is the plan for Bill Guerin heading into that season in which we take the starter's pistol, fire that thing off and really start to run this way this race with the expectation that it will be the wild near the front end is to allow for any possibility that can make this team better, whether it be via trade, whether it be free agents. That's, that is the goal. That is exactly what, this is exactly where we should be. Yeah, there have been opportunities to add good players over the past few seasons, free agents and otherwise. But then you're locked into those guys. And there were names that we discussed Uh, A couple of weeks ago, that will be free agents once the uh, buyouts drop to strictly the buyouts. But there will just continue to be players that will be free agents every season after that, that the Wild will have money to go after. And so it's all about flexibility and options. It's all about keeping options on the table for this team to really try to maximize this window and to try to keep Kirill Kaprizov around beyond his current deal. So as far as what's the plan, that's the plan. And then we get to see part B of the plan in 2025-2026. Now, on the subject of Bill Guerin, let's take stock of some of the things that he has accomplished over his uh, tenure as GM for this franchise. And just looking at uh, some of the things that he has done that we haven't seen previously for this franchise that will finish today's episode of lockdown wild after this final segment of today's episode of lockdown wild. Once again, thank you for making lockdown wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, we continue to navigate you through the offseason as we gear up for Locked on Wild Boot Camp starting up on August 1st. So what are some of the things that Bill Guerin has done 
over his tenure that have put the Wild in a better position to succeed as we go forward? Well, for one, the prospect pool, which has been roundly praised by industry experts, NHL correspondents, Scott Wheeler from The Athletic, have widely praised the Minnesota Wild for having one of the best prospect pools in the entire NHL. Guys like Jesper Volstead, guys like Liam Ugrin, guys like Danila Yurov, all at the top of the list and players that will be expected to make a big impact on this team within the next couple of seasons. Now, as has been pointed out, and it's it's valid, and yes, Marco Rossi, part of that group as well. As it has been pointed out, there isn't like a, there isn't, I guess, a bona fide outside of Volstead. There isn't anybody who is bona fide per se at the top of that prospect pool. And those players that you have to get uh, in order to, you know, those players that you have to get by being bad enough to get towards the top of the draft. But again, they have assets that they can use in a variety of ways, letting some of those guys get to the NHL level here in Minnesota or pulling in NHL level talents with those players um, as well. It, it just leaves, it leaves a ton of options and it is a prospect pool that we have not seen as highly rated with this franchise since the early days of Chuck Fletcher, Fletcher, very notable during his tenure for using draft picks to pull in talent. Martin Hansel. I I did not think today Martin Hansel was going to come up. And so for those that, uh, that have kind of that just don't want to hear that name. I apologize, but those are the kinds of moves that Chuck Fletcher was known for. Bill Guerin has found ways to add players at the trade deadline without utilizing first-round picks. And so prospect pool being uh, elevated to a level that we haven't previously seen with this franchise. Uh, This franchise has won a ton of games over the last four seasons up near the top of the list in the NHL in those categories, wins and points. So it has been also building a consistent team that is capable of navigating the regular season and getting to keyword here, key phrase here, getting to the postseason because I know the heavy refrain and I'm not even going to, I'm not even guarding against it. At the end of the day, what matters is winning in the postseason, winning in the postseason, winning Stanley Cups. And to this point, Bill Guerin has not done that. So that is the final hurdle that needs to be crossed for Guerin. And look, Guerin is a he's a smart guy. He, as as was noted in Russo's piece with The Athletic, he sees all the the things that get said about where this franchise is at. So he's not immune to it. He wants it just as much as everybody else does. But ultimately the success of coaches, the success of GMs, the success of players 
is weighted by hoisting a Stanley Cup. And yes, Garen has done so a couple of times in the front office and as a player as well, but has not done it here as of yet. And so all of this good that has happened for this franchise over the last five seasons, it's great. Awesome. But again, sports are measured by championships. And so this, I've, I've tried to kind of instill this point in talking about all of this while also throwing in the accountability factor is that you can have all of these things that have been discussed, wanting to try to give Dean Evison a full deck to work with, not being able to fully shape this roster because you are $14.7 million short. Let's also give credit for the fact that Garen has, has been able to cultivate this roster without that amount of money to work with. But those sorts of excuses exist for two more seasons. And after that, then you got nothing. You've got nothing to put out in front of failed postseason runs of any of that. Because that then is the point where we get to it being all about winning. And so I I like a lot of what Bill Guerin has done for this franchise since he came here. But like all of you, I want the GD Cup. I want the Cup. I want to see it. I want to go to 7th Avenue to help celebrate it right out in front of the XL Energy Center. I want to do some sort of live coverage from there while we're celebrating and enjoying the parade. So talk is one thing. Let's go get it. I uh, just wanted to finish today's show with a thank you as well. Uh, Locked on Wilds. This will officially be episode number 900 in the show's history, at least on our current podcast uh, platform. And I went through and tallied up because it felt like it had been a few. 758 episodes, postcasts, other coverage uh, that I have had the pleasure to bring you as host over the uh, the last two plus years. And I got to say, I've done podcasting a few other spots, solo, uh, tag team, and uh, and now back as a predominantly solo host with a great cast of regular guests that appear. Uh, it, it just is such a blast. I, I enjoy being able to go into a season with everybody that comments on Twitter, comments on these YouTube videos. And so I hope you enjoy as much as I have. Uh, there are some things I can tell you that are in the works behind the scenes that I think are going to enrich this coverage a thousandfold. And I am beyond excited to be able to, uh, to do that for you. And so from the bottom of my heart, Thank you for being a listener of Lockdown Wild. Here's to 758 more episodes uh, over the uh, the next few seasons, but uh, that will do it for this one. Episode number 900. Uh, what a ride it's been. 
for this franchise uh, just in general. But now that today's episode is finished, I would encourage you to head to YouTube to subscribe and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any new episodes as we navigate you through the rest of the offseason. Once again, keep in mind, Locked on Wild Boot Camp starting up on August 1st. Uh, and so keep an eye out for that as well. We have new episodes all week long as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.